General Election Coverage 2016 with the Anglo-Celt. So, Brendan, how, how do you think today's panning out for Fianna Fáil? In it's terms pan- of Kevin yeah, well, I hope to be elected myself, and Neve Smith is also in with a very strong chance of winning a seat. So if we were to win two seats in this constituency, in a four-seat constituency, it would be an excellent result for us in Cavan Monaghan. You know, there, are, there are many counts to be, to be gone through here in this count yet. I, it, it would look as if I will be in a position to get a seat. I don't know. I never take it for granted. And Neve Smith is a very, very strong contender as well. So I would hope that at the end of the count that we will, that we will have two seats. I suppose if we walk around the clock back even, um, say, two months, there was, there was no chance of two seats. What does two seats represent for Cavan Monaghan and Fianna Fáil? Well, there has been a resurgence for Fianna Fáil throughout the country. And I think from what I know so far... You take the two Kildare constituencies, we're likely to win two out of three in each of those constituencies. Carlo Kilkenny were being talked about winning three. There are constituencies in Dublin, thankfully, where we are winning seats that, that maybe um, six weeks ago we weren't given a chance of winning. So there was a, there was a very strong growth and support for the Fianna Fáil party and I realised that during the campaign even from the, out, from the start of the campaign which was started at the beginning of this month right through the campaign I saw momentum was growing with us nationally and obviously locally as well uh, It's not too long ago people were calling for Fianna Fáil's heads that you took an absolute battering in an election do, do you think uh, this kind of research has happened quicker than the party expected? Yeah, to be quite honest, I didn't think we'd reach the number of seats that it appears we will reach. But I have to say, and I, I kept saying to our own party organisation and that, and plenty of people would say to us, they might stop me in the streets, say, Brendan, you aren't shouting enough, you aren't attacking the government enough. And I said, look, we're in a position where we're going to be a very responsible opposition. We're doing our research, we're doing a huge amount of work on devising policies to meet the challenges that this country faces. We, we did exceptionally good, constructive opposition work. We put together a very good policy programme in Dáil Éireann. We produced more legislation and more new policy documents than all the other opposition groupings put together. Now, generally during the lifetime of a Dáil, the public at large don't read much about that. But we were engaging with the different sectors, we were engaging with the different representative organisations, the trade unions, the, the associations that represent different intergroups. We were very much engaged in constructive opposition work and that was sowing the seeds for our recovery that was not visible to the public at that time or even visible as much to ourselves. But we took a decision five years ago that we would, we would be a constructive active opposition. There were only 19 of us in the Dáil. It was a huge yeah. amount of hard work um, servicing Dáil committees, attending Dáil committees, meet with representative groups and as an opposition spokesperson you have very little backup. I was spokesperson on, on foreign affairs and trade and spokesperson on border region development and doing a lot of the Northern Ireland work along with the party leader. Like I, We spend a lot of time out meeting groups, visiting groups, all of that activity uh, it's not about jumping up and down and, and saying to the government you're wrong or this, that or the other. It's about constructive opposition. I think the public appreciate that we didn't take the easy option in opposition of, of, of opposing everything. Yeah. And you consolidated as well, so that period out of, out of, uh, out of office um, probably benefited as well. But do you think, 
do you actually, um, if it ends up that you might be the majority party, um, do you think the world deserves to be back in this quickly as a majority party to lead? To lead like oh, absolutely. The public are, the sovereignty resides in the people in this country. The people have spoken. They have, we, we got, we, uh, five years ago, the public spoke to us and we were annihilated politically as, uh, five years ago. Yeah. We were told that as a political party we would not survive. We were written off. We went into opposition. We, we worked extremely hard as a parliamentary party and as an organisation throughout the country working along with our councillors. If, if the public decide that we will be the largest party back in the next all, then there would be an obligation on us to work towards um, forming a government. And as a former uh, senior minister yourself, is there any, um, to say, it's a, only a hypothetical question, but is there any portfolio you have your eye on? No. The one that you haven't done yet? I, I'd like to be re-elected as a TD for Cavan Monaghan first. Right. And can I get a word then on the, the, the campaign strategy for here? There was a, an article in our paper that said there wasn't really that much of a strategy in that the three Fianna Fáil uh, TDs were, were kind of out, um, to their, not to their own devices, but you know what I mean, they, they, were, to, they were to scrap each other. You know, well, that, well no, oftentimes when people talk about strategy, they talk that you divide areas. You know, that X areas for Y yeah. candidate. The, the Fianna Fáil headquarters, reason. yeah, sometimes that can work. Fianna Fáil headquarters did not decide on that strategy here. It was, it was each candidate go out and get as many votes as they could. So th- there was, in other areas, there may have been a divide uh, of territory as such. Now, throughout the country, to my knowledge, in other constituencies where we had more than one candidate, it, it, it was go out and maximise the Fianna Fáil vote. So that was, the, that was the strategy for here. There was no strategy of dividing um, territory or geographic areas. Wouldn't that lead to, well, you know what I'm getting at, obviously, uh, wouldn't that lead to tension between between candidates or you, you think that's a good or a bad thing? Oh, I think, I think it's a good thing because people, um, every candidate wants to get votes. That's the basis of it. And the hungrier the candidate is, the more likelihood is that they will be gain more votes. And the, 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 the strategy was to go out and win votes. There was no divide. And I have often heard in some constituencies where there was divide of territory. Then they spent, a lot of the candidates would spend their time encroaching on the area that was designated in respect of the other candidate. And that's where you end up with tension between candidates, where there are boundaries put in place, but they're not, they're not honoured. Yeah. So when you don't have boundaries, it's on the basis you go out, you work as hard as you can. Generally, my, my, I would always work on the basis, start canvassing at home, and I work out. And most other candidates would work on the same basis. And there's... there's um I don't know best how to say it, but there's, uh, is, there, is there a tension or you don't see eye to eye with, with uh, Neil Smith? And well, can I get a word off you about how do you think she did in just the five weeks? She did very well. Mike Dorkin did well too. You know, in a, in a, he, he wasn't a public representative. He had only three weeks and he, he got a, a very good vote in County Monaghan. And there's no tension between Neil Smith and myself. We were both, the three of us were out looking for votes. Absolutely. And when, when we were looking for one, two, three in the other person, any person who's a candidate looks for a number one for themselves. And they look for two and three for your, for your colleagues as well. And, and can you call us? How many seats then for Fianna Fáil nationally? I don't know, Paul. There's no point in me saying because I'm not up to date. I'm, I'm not up to date with the, with the actuality of what's happening throughout the country. But we're over 40 presumably anyway. Oh, yeah, and on the initial, initial targets? 
But the, you're see, doing was, better than you thought. Yes, oh, there yeah. was an, uh, absolutely. Uh, we are doing better than I thought we would be doing. Now, during the course of the campaign, um, a person does not read the newspapers. Uh, the like of me didn't see the leaders' debates, or I didn't see any other prime time debates you either. Didn't miss the public, no, I wasn't at home to listen into them. Would you believe it? So, from the point of view of uh, the one thing that I heard speaking to a few different colleagues in different constituency was that as the campaign went on our popularity and our support was growing yeah and can you can you call this one we're about to have an announcement here on the second counter the surplus for Heather? well obviously joe riley would get the biggest share of of heather's surplus i will get some but in the end up i think the final result will be fianna fall two seats Fine Gael one and Sinn Féin one that's General election coverage 2016 with the Anglo-Celt.